back to another episode of the Stay House Podcast. This is Chris, and I'm here with Jordan. What's going on, brother? Jordan and his usually enthusiastic self is here with us. <laughs> we eventually, Jordan, I, I want to venture out into some other avenues to push our podcast. I think I think uh, with the pandemic that's taken place and, and technological developments that have been forced by many people staying home and, and consuming their entertainment differently, I think we should venture out to YouTube. We should venture out to YouTube. YouTube However, that- yeah. maybe even Twitch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Getting too spicy. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> One step at a time, one step at a time. And we got to enter into the year 2006 before we enter into 2021. <laughs> so, but one requirement is going to be we have to dress better. See, what, what you don't understand they're listening right now is Jordan and I um, both, we're currently in this video conference doing our podcast. And we look like we have uh, no drive, no zest for life. <laughs> Oh man, um, life has kicked the trash out of us, and, and <laughs> yeah, we are accepting it. Uh, so around too much. I'm just like whatever. Right, right. It's just do what you got to do. Like I called Jordan, he's like, "What day is it?" So <laughs> this is what you get. That's right. Hey, don't don't judge us by 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 how we look. Judge us by the content of our our, our, our podcast. Judge us by our words. That doesn't work on YouTube, pal. If you want to get views, <laughs> you can't have on tattered V necks. Oh, I gotta get back to the ironing board. Jeez. All right. Oh, you were doing fine in the MF Doom sweatshirt uh, you had last time. Uh, and I think I was dressed a little better that day, but today, not so much. Not so much. Um, I wouldn't say we've quit on life, or even that life has quit on us. But uh, we look like we're holding on. Yeah, by strength, by strength. Hey, it, it happens to the best of us, right? It happens to the best of us. Not everybody can dress up and have nice studios and everything, so. You get this. You get curtains and uh, door locks in the video and uh, yep. V-necks and <laughs> chip paint behind me. Yeah. Chip paint. Like if Jordan really had no drive, that chip paint would be a snack. He would like, take me lead poison. Oh, absolutely. See? So that's yeah. how you know that's how you know we still we're still here for you. To stay out listening. We have not eaten paint chips. Uh, yeah, no suicide watch. Not yeah, it's, no. it's not that bad. It's just, it's just, we look like trash. Is basically <laughs> what I'm saying. 
right now. We look like trash. I did shave, but I didn't do a good job of it. Uh, <laughs> I didn't aim high this morning. So, But anyway, that's not why you're here. You're here to listen to spectacular sports talk and other stuff. And that's what we're going to give you today. We're going to kick it off with the NBA and the Chicago Bulls. Oh, yeah. The local team here in our area, the Chicago Bulls. And Jordan, our, our resident ecstatic, is <laughs> he's going to talk about the Bulls and he's going to get really high about it. And I'm going to bring him back down to earth. Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, usually I need to kind of calm my expectations. I'm always getting hyped by what I see initially, man. But I have to be honest. I am extremely hyped this year because the first two games. So, so obviously you look at the level of competition. It's preseason. Yes. Okay. Let's just get that out the way. We know. I know it's preseason. Okay. First game they played against the lowly Cavaliers. Uh, second game they played against the New Orleans Pelicans without Zion, without Brandon uh, Ingram. So understandable. Got it. Okay. Now that that's out the way, uh, I still want to give the Bulls their flowers because they look just just look at the eye test. And 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 you can tell that this team is is light years beyond what I thought that they would be with all these new faces on the roster. You got all this new talent on the roster from Caruso to DeRozan to Ball to uh, 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 the big man that's backing up Vucevic. Uh, you, you, you just got DDJ. You got the, 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 the high flyer from Miami. Like you have all these new players, but it just seems like they've already learned how to mesh their talents together. And in that first game, I mean, it was almost like the Harlem Globetrotters playing against Kenwood Academy. I was, I was, I was highly impressed. See, my thing is it didn't look like a fluke. Because in both games, they won by 36. So I could see if in both games, yes, the talent level was whack, but they say say they only won by five or 10. Then I'd be like, okay, let me let me kind of lower my expectations because even against really bad teams with their talent out, they're still struggling to beat them. No, the Bulls literally got rid of those two teams with their starters before halftime. Like halftime, the lead was up by like up 25 to 30 points. And then they just coasted. And that reminded me, and don't know, don't, Chris, don't get too crazy when I say this, because I'm going to say something that might sound crazy. But the way that they pass the ball, the way that they move and just are free flowing on offense, it reminds me of the Golden State Warriors before KD came. When, when, Clay Thompson was healthy. If you all could see Chris's face right now, he already is lighting up with with rants. Oh uh, no, KD, please. <laughs> so we got Steph Curry in his prime. We got Clay before he was hurt. Now it was before KD came. So Draymond. So that three headed monster was killing, and they were just moving all over the place. Had great defense and great offense. This sort of reminds me of that. I'm not saying that we have three superstars on our team that are at that level but what i am saying is from top to bottom on this roster you have athletes and you have hard-working athletes you have stars all stars on this team that know their role that are willing to sacrifice for the next person to get the best shot 
I don't see any selfishness. I don't even see Zach taking ill-advised shots. Zach is moving around without the ball. Okay, maybe maybe one or two, okay? Zach, Zach is still going to do Zach. But for the most part, it looks as if he's sacrificing a few of his uh, 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 ill-advised shots for passing the ball around, being more of a facilitator, thinking about his defensive effort. And then that becomes contagious to all these other players. And it's like, it, it just, it just, it, it's contagious. And I think that the Bulls, are going to make the playoffs. That's my that's my prediction is that the Bulls are going to make the playoffs. I don't know how much noise they're going to make, but what I do know is that they're going to be extremely fun to watch. You done? Oh boy. You know how when somebody tells you, are you done? It's like you get into an argument with your mate and be like, you done? You, is that everything yeah, you got out? Is they ready? They, they ready to just blow you out the water. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. Come on, want to make sure you flushed everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, right. I got it out. All right, come on. Am I going to the bathroom now? All right. Nope, I'm so. <laughs> Here we go. Jordan. <laughs> I agree to some extent. Oh, Lord. I, okay. I wanted to watch Bulls basketball this week. And I did. I couldn't get through all the games because after a while, it's just you're watching bums. I mean, I, I should have watched. I mean, some of those guys that, that, that were playing, especially for Cleveland and for New Orleans, are probably going to be future co-workers. Um, <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's rough. Just let them know who we hiring. So <laughs> I, I really like the defensive effort and um, – it was it was triggered and and I see why you would make those comparisons. They're bad comparisons, but I see I see what you're saying. <laughs> this is not. This is not. This, like, do you do you understand who Steph Curry is and has been? I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, oh. like, do you do you realize Clay? Okay, never mind. Um, <laughs> like he won two playoff games against Billy Donovan. Never mind, but uh, I see why you would say it. I do see where Zach is making the sacrifice. I love it. I love the ball movement. I love that DeMar DeRozan, and, and, and realistically speaking, DeMar DeRozan, these first two games, has played like trash. And mm -hmm. I, I hope this is just shaking off the rust and acclimating and trying to find his spots. I like where this team could go because DeMar doesn't necessarily play in a space that interferes per se with Zach, with that mid-range. It'll be very similar to a more similar comparison, in my opinion, is and, and not even as close either, but I'm speaking of just scoring zones, right? Paul, George, and Kawhi. Mm. Um, yeah. Zach plays in, in some of the spaces PG might play in, and DeMar plays in some of the spaces that Kawhi might play, even though Kawhi is a, a better player. But I, I am ecstatic. However, it is New Orleans. New Orleans was missing all the important parts of their team. 
Like everybody that played for New Orleans was that last night? Last night. Yeah. Um, Friday night. Everybody that played for New Orleans um, was on the bubble being cut. Like no, no one was safe that played. The only three safe people, or maybe four safe people, didn't play last night. It's Zion, um, Bi, Jackson Hayes. Uh, I think Nikhil Walker Alexander played Alexander Walker, whichever order his name is in. I apologize. He played. I think he's safe. Everybody else is kind of either young and trying to get their sea legs, or, or like I said, they're going to be coworkers. You got Cleveland. Josh Hart. Josh Hart was, I think, uh, I, playing. But I stand by my statement. Cleveland. I, I stand by my statement. Cleveland. Jonas Valanciunas. Oh, now. Don't I kind of want did. Jonas. I kind of want Jonas Valanciunas on the Bulls. Okay, I fine. Think, I, I give him. That's, that's the I only three I have. I think the Bulls need a backup big, and Jonas. Don't get me wrong. Jonas is starting level, and he's he needs to go somewhere. And I, he had it a little bit in Memphis, and they showed it a little bit last night because they couldn't go to Zion. Right? If you're throwing the ball to Jonas Valanciunas, he's going to get you a double double. And I think that's all. Back when he was in Toronto with Lowry and DeRozan, that was yeah. Toronto's problem. They never threw the ball to Jonas Valanciunas because that was a time period where the whole league was going small, and Jonas Valanciunas was one of the few skilled big men in the league. And Toronto was like, "Oh, why throw it to him?" Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know. I know a six-five guy's guarding him. Why throw it to him? But Jonas Valanciunas gets the ball. He does pump fakes and sends um, Vucevic into the first row and goes and dunks the ball. Like, the dude's got game. Anyway, I'll give you Jonas. He's not going to fit on that team. Try to go trade for him. Trade like, I mean, we'll get what? The, the second round pick in 2030 or something? That's all they got left. So trade that. Get Jonas Valanciunas. Hey, I agree. If they can do that, I agree. Cleveland... Nobody on that team likes each other. Um, Cleveland <laughs> has two guards that are 5'11". Kevin Love came in and instantly was like, I still get buckets. Um, Lowry was working too hard trying to prove something. But this gets to my ultimate point. The person who surprised me thus far with his energy, he's keyed the defense. And this is why I, I want to see of course, I'm always tempered, but I want to see the Bulls do this over a stretch of time and include some better teams because Gervonta Green is the defensive linchpin right now. Mm. One, he's not going to be starting mm-hmm. when Pat Williams comes back. And and but I don't think he can. I mean, he can come off the bench and do that, but it won't have as much impact. So you're going to need that coming out of the gate with guys like Zach and DeMar doing that and Vooch because you're going to need somebody like that who's a linchpin who's just going to get everybody fired up and I see their intensity but I need them to prolong that it's easy to go on a couple games stretch and the season's starting and everybody's got fresh legs and everybody's moving around I foresee the Bulls being a better defensive team once that second unit comes in when you get Caruso in the game and you get Javante Green in the game and a couple of other guys who want to get down and, and guard people um, and, and I hope that Billy Donovan can manage the reserves well enough to take advantage of that. Javante Green looks like Trick Daddy, by the way. You'll never unsee it. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> I 
baby, because I'm a thug. <laughs> every, every time I saw the Twitter, I'm like, uh, Drew in the wind. So, <laughs> I, I, I like his energy. I really do. And and he would make a great bench piece. He would be exposed if he started 82 at some point. He has, he has a lot of flaws mm. that will get exposed. He's good off the bench. You still want to groom Pat. Hopefully Pat can, can develop this year because you should know what you have in a draft pick by year three. Um, I like what I see. I just, I just need to see consistency against some solid teams. Now, if you go out there and you're good enough to beat up on all the bad teams throughout the league, you're mm-hmm. a playoff team because you can stack yeah. enough wins yeah. against, you know what I'm saying, what is 12 teams in every conference? No, it's 15 teams in every conference, right? So, no, 16. 16 teams in every, 16 teams in every conference. Yeah. Um, let's say there's six good teams, 10 bad ones. So if you're beating all the bad teams, right, and you're playing all of them at least twice, then you'll sneak in some wins against some some formidable teams because you you just they just match up terribly against you. The Bulls can get you 45, 48, 50 wins, honestly, and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. With the playoff structure the way it is, mm-hmm. it's a very low bar. You just got to be top ten. But yeah, the Bulls are a playoff team. I was excited, man. I was excited, but. I want to see them do it consistently, and I want to see how they respond to the stretch when they're going to lose two or three games. This is going to happen. They're going to hit a rough patch, and they're going to lose That's two or three games point. in a row. And I want to see how they respond. It's, it's, it's all fun and games when Zach sees these guys he's wanted to play with, and things are going well, and he's passing the ball. But when things get a, a little adversity hits, will Zach be like, ah, I need to shoot? You know, so... That's a good point. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. But Jordan, I'm I'm excited about the Bulls. I'm excited. There you go. I, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised. I thought you were going to be a little bit more uh, of a wet blanket defensive. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to kill my eye a little bit. I, I mean, I, you you I you, you 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 fought back a little bit, but it wasn't as much as I thought it would be. So I appreciate that you you're you're excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I just I need to see consistency. Let's see if they can maintain this and not just against um, Pelicans with a broken wing and the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. While we're in the NBA, Ben yeah. Simmons um, realized that he ain't gonna get paid, so he's like, "On second thought, you know." I think I might take you up on that training camp. <laughs> and now it's going to be awkward. Yeah, exactly. So now it's going to be awkward. Because Joel Embiid... Joel Embiid... Now, we, we... Joel Embiid gets the heat and the praise for being very upfront and honest. But Joel Embiid went real, real tall these past couple weeks. He's like, if you want to be honest, we built a team around Ben. If you want to be honest, we got rid of Jimmy Butler because of Ben. If you want to be honest, it's disappointing because it's the guy you built the team around. It's failing the team. If you want me to be honest, I'm just saying. 
Mm-hmm. Told him he that. spoke truth. He spoke truth. And now Ben Simmons has to come into camp. Well, he's going to come into camp so he can get that check. And it's going to be awkward. What are your thoughts? Yeah, how many times are you going to trust the process? So here's my idea. Here's my thing on the process. As you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a conspiracy theorist, a little bit, kind of, sort of. Sam Hinkie yeah, started the process, which is, right? Sam Hinkie started the process. Yeah. He was going to continue the process. And suddenly, for some strange reason, even though Philadelphia was still having success and going through with their process, they were like, let's fire Sam Hinkie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's just get him out I of think here. The, I think the NBA wanted them to fire Sam Hinkie. Sam Hinkie mm-hmm. found the glitch in the Matrix. And they got him out of there. Is Sam Hinkie working anywhere? You would think the person... Not that I know of. Not that I know of either. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. We, could, we can get our research team on that, which is basically us Googling it after the podcast. And you, you, <laughs> you can't tell me that the person that built the 76ers, which, although they're not a championship team, they're a perennial contender in the East. The person that built that team with so many garbage teams in this league hasn't found another job. Yeah, that's that sounds like some uh, some blackballing. And that's if he's not working. I could I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I'm just saying. Especially when uh, what's his name out of Houston found a job, right? Um. Rick Morey. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, he found another job, but Sam Hinkie doesn't find another job. Come on, come on! The dude who drafted Joel Embiid when people were scared to draft him, and he drafted Ben Simmons. But at the time when they got rid of him, Ben Simmons had all the hope in the world. He put together a good team, yeah, a good foundation for a team. He couldn't complete the process. You know, trust the process never got trusted because the NBA didn't want you to trust it. But that's that's, that's going to be interesting. Interesting development. It's going to be interesting development. Yeah. Um, Promising, promising season upon us, and we'll get back to some NBA later on. A little more discussion and our stayas. Yes, sir. List we'll discuss some uh, other NBA things. We're going to discuss the top players in the NBA. Top 15 players in the NBA on the stayouts list. Shout out to the Chicago Sky. Who, uh... Yes, sir. Came in as an underwhelming succeed and went on to upset everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Including the number one seed, the Connecticut Sun. I mean, they kind of they kind of just stormed through everything. I think the first two rounds were uh, their single game, game elimination, and they, they yeah. took care of business. And then went against the number one seed and took them out of four games, three out of four games. So they ain't playing. I mean, honestly, record doesn't doesn't really determine how good they were because I remember when I was watching them in the beginning, and they they rattled off like eight straight losses, but that was because Candace had got injured. They play very differently when Candace Parker isn't on the court, uh, especially in the beginning when they were trying to still get in, get in the field for each other. 
So this team really better than their record, but uh, you can tell that that team is is on a mission, man. Shout out to the sky. Good job getting to the finals. Candace Parker, one of my longtime crushes. Oh boy. Hopefully she gets us a ring. Who are they playing in the finals? I think Phoenix Mercury. I think the Phoenix Mercury beat the Aces. So you won't be seeing Liz Cambage. Sorry, Chris. I don't think Liz played this year. No, she did. I saw the highlights uh, from, uh, I think it was a couple games ago. And it was her and Asia Wilson, or Aja Wilson, however you say that. Asia. Asia, yeah. So you got Tarasi in those, and and the big big man. Tarasi went off. uh, That's right. That's right, Tarasi went off. You can't say that, Jordan. No, the big man, the, the center. You know they call centers big man. Jordan, <laughs> I forgot. Okay, the big woman, <laughs> whatever her name is. Stayas podcast. Um, <laughs> some about cannot be copyrighted. Major League Baseball, yada yada yada. Whatever disclaimer. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna get we're gonna get Jordan some some uh, cultural sensitivity training. Oh, I apologize, guys. I literally wasn't thinking about that when I said that. I, the, I literally meant the big man. I didn't mean it like she's a man. You we're media now, Jordan. <laughs> Excuse me, folks. Speaking of people who can't I, handle the media, speaking of people who can't handle the media, Matt Nagy. You like that segue? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, that was. Oh, he can handle the media. He just, oh, he just doesn't know how to handle it. <laughs> Are you speaking in riddles? <laughs> yeah, I say he can handle the media, media, but the way he does it, how he does it is just poor. Like he has the ability to know how to how to answer questions, but the way he answers them is just stupid. He has the capability, but he just digs himself a hole. He took a fantastic segue. <laughs> and just set it ablaze. Fantastic I met Maggie. Did. <laughs> a fantastic segue, and you set it ablaze. Uh, it was smooth. I, I nagged, and you were just like, "Yeah, he can hey, handle." I nagged. Time for that double speak. That's right. So coach Justin, speak. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, actually coach speaking because we're talking about Matt Nagy. Justin Fields against the Detroit Lions played way better than Justin Fields against the Cleveland Browns. Part of that was Matt Nagy handing the play-calling duties over to Bill Lazor. And um, the other part was it was being the Detroit Lions. See, Detroit Lions is, um, is the healer of all that ails you. It's been like this for the Bears every year for the last 20 years, right? Bears having a bad season. They play Detroit. Everybody thinks everything is fixed because they decide to make all their changes right before Detroit. 
right? Detroit is perennially going to fix what ails you. If the Bears play Cleveland next week, the same thing would happen as if they, as when they play Cleveland last week. It would. It would. I disagree. I, did, I, 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 only, I don't fully thing, agree. The only thing Laser did differently was he put he put three of the five tight ends out to block off the edges, which would have helped against Cleveland. But there were also times where... Yeah, that would have made it different. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. I take it back. It wouldn't have been nine sacks. It would have been six. <laughs> Uh, like we're talking about Jadavian Clowney and Miles Garrett. Like, yeah, Miles Garrett was. People were like, "Why? Why aren't they rolling out?" Do you know that Justin Fields and they did the numbers on this? He only did like two rollouts, but Justin Fields was creating his own rollouts, and Garrett was chasing him and catching him. Like people forget, Miles Garrett is just as fast as Justin Fields. Justin Fields ran a four four. Yeah, that's, that's Miles Garrett ran a four five, and Miles Garrett ran a four five at like two sixty. He's a freak of nature. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, and this is not a knock on Justin Fields. It just the Bears' offensive line is trash. And Laser can only call the plays that are already in Matt Nagy's playbook. He didn't go between last Tuesday and Sunday and just go in his room and just draw up new plays. I mean, this isn't the movies. This isn't Waterboy. He used the plays that was already in the book. Because a lot of plays are already in the book from different systems. That's why they hire these coaches. Matt Nagy, yeah. basically, his, those are his, his buddies. And people who, he are, who he's comfortable with and could also kind of be unthreatening to his job. Because all those dudes that he hired were on the street. It wasn't like Nagy went and mm-hmm. pulled these assistants off of other teams and promoted guys. These were guys on the street, especially on the offensive end. And he wanted his guys there. You had, who was the last offensive line coach? Was it Heastan? He came in here. And yeah, it was Harry. Harry Heastan, he came in here. And uh, Nick Foles and everybody else was, um, no, not Mitch was getting the snot knocked out of him. And Nagy was like, uh, well, it's the offensive line coach's fault. So he fired the offensive line coach, brought in his guy, and it was more sacks with his guy than the guy before. Did he fire him? No, because it was his guy. So that's why Nagy said, yeah, somebody else called the play, but it all goes through me. It all goes through me. You know, he had to prove that he was the boss because he structured a situation. Nagy is in self-preservation mode at all times. He structured a situation yep. where he still looks like the guy. And no one's going to have a problem with it. No one's going to object to it because they're all his buddies. And he they owe him a debt of gratitude because nobody else was calling the phone but Nagy. And anybody that objects is not going to be in a good situation. That's why Justin Fields, when he came into training camp, was the backup. When in reality, if you draft a rookie that high, he should either be number one or number three. 
That's because if he doesn't point, understand dude. the system, he shouldn't be next in line. It should have been Foles, but guess what? They don't like Foles because Foles talk bad about Nate. This don't work. Could you yeah. change the play? And he came yeah, out the media and said, he came out the media and said, the plays that are getting called don't work with the line we have. Yeah, and he's right. And I, so, and, and and here's 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 to my point because my hope is that going forward. This has been resolved as far as uh, whoever got Matt Nagy's ear, because that's that's what it really was. Let's let's stop acting like we don't know, and not you. I, I mean, let's let's be very clear. Matt Nagy did not make this decision all on his own to start Justin Fields when literally two days before that he kept harping on, you know, if Andy is, is healthy, he's our number one. If Andy, we, we got to evaluate. We don't really know who's going to start for us. I disagree. Uh, well, hit, look, all I'm going to say is Matt Nagy seems to have a lot of pride issues when it comes to his play calling. He has pride issues. Everything. And once he, he, he wants to make sure that his system works, and he wants to obviously get the credit for that because he came in with the – tag or the label before he even proved it of offensive guru right yes yes yeah genius oh wow this this thousand level person that can just create these plays where somebody's always open and you got a guy but the problem is he doesn't adapt to his talents so laser did laser does like you said if we play cleveland again and we ran point. it back. Yeah, it, it would. Yeah, I agree to a point. But at least you're 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 being aware of. Okay, within the game, this is not going right. So I'm not going to try and fit a square into a circle or vice versa. However you say that analogy, and try to keep forcing something that's not working. And you see, you're getting sacked constantly, and you're murdering your future quarterback. Because you didn't game plan for him in the first place. You game plan for the guy that you want, that you think runs your system better, instead of trying to create play, plays that will allow Justin to get more comfortable in the flow of the offense. And then he'll continue to build on that and build on that and build on that. The problem with me is I feel like in the future, Nagy is going to get fed up with just standing there and being a coach, being a leader of men, and still is going to find some kind of way to call some really goofy plays because he just cannot help himself. He has pride issues. So based on these pride issues, Jordan, I'm going to propose this. It's not just pride with his offense. Nagy is a control freak. He wants to be in charge and he wants to establish the hierarchy of control and who's in charge. That's why I think Nagy did make the call on Fields. And I'm going to tell you why. Everybody's saying start Fields, start Fields, start Fields. Nagy plans to start Fields. But he wanted to do it when he wanted to do it. So he's going to come out on Monday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, Andy's our starter until otherwise. Andy's our starter until otherwise. Andy's our starter as long as he's healthy. Then he comes out Wednesday, Thursday. Justin's our starter. Why? I decided it. 
not you, not anybody upstairs, I decided it. I came out when yeah. I felt like it and said it to you. As opposed to you forcing me to say it. As opposed to pressure from the city or from the media making me say it. I am saying now that Justin is a quarterback. Because technically speaking, Andy isn't 100%. He won't be 100%. Once NFL football season starts, if you've seen action, you're not 100% after well, game well, one. Wait, wait, let me, let, me, let, me, let me fight that back on that, though. Didn't they just say that Andy was full participant this past week? As long as Andy Dalton is 100% healthy, he's our starter. But right. if I say all year round, Andy's not 100%. Full participant doesn't mean 100%. Once the football season starts, no one's 100%. I got if, you. I mean, if, technically, if, yeah. If, right. if Andy Dalton sleeps under a fan and his knee hurts, he's not 100%. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not lying. I, did, I didn't deceive you. Andy's not 100%. Is he healthy? He can play. That's why he's our backup. But he's not 100%. Justin is our So you think you think that Nagy came to this conclusion on his own? I think so. I think Nagy was going to – I think it's been, it was discussed with him. But I think Nagy yeah. came to this conclusion, and he did it, he did it in a way to reinforce that he's boss. And that's all he's trying to do. The media doesn't tell me what to do. I say what happens with my team. It's just like, um, you know, you know, um, sometimes as, as a parent with your kid, your kid wants something, they, they demand something, and you were going to give it to them anyway. But mm -hmm. you'll be doggone if your kid going to tell you when you're going to give it to them. Like, you ain't going to tell me yeah, when I'm going to give right. it to you. I'm going to give it to you, but you ain't going to tell me when I'm going to give it to you. That's what Nagy did. You're not going to tell me when I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you when I'm going to do it. But I'm going to do it. Yeah, I just I just find it very hard that within 48 hours, he felt that he had to change his tune without being, being persuaded or I wouldn't say forced, but highly, strongly encouraged to... Hey, start the kid, stop this mess because you're making all of us look like fools in the media. I mean, everywhere you hear about the Bears, it's it's what is Matt Nagy doing? Is this guy should be fired yesterday? What are the Bears doing up there? Why is Justin Fields' growth being stunted by him sitting on the bench? Wait a minute, he just had a great game against Detroit. Even though it's Detroit, he should still be given the, the chance to play again. Why is Andy Dalton even being talked about? So I, I I don't know. I, I, I hear you, but I find it still hard to believe that somebody, whether it be Ryan Pace, whether it be Virginia getting out of her, her chair and slapping him upside Virginia the head with a cane. Virginia say anything. Look, Virginia, you, Virginia, is a Virginia is weekend at Bernie's, man. She didn't no, say she a, a word. Don't right. Okay. Don't let Virginia them talk sunglasses street. fool you. Don't don't let them transition lenses fool you, Virginia. That ninety plus lady is in these streets. She came up to Nagy and said, "Look, uh, uh, abroad, <laughs> I run this." 
I'm not going to say what I want to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, she out here like Nino Brown. Right. Virginia doesn't even know who Nino Brown is. <laughs> and we'll never know because she would never watch a movie. That's her favorite movie. <laughs> she would never watch a movie like that. Oh. oh. It's like The Godfather, but black. Um. <laughs> Oh God! I tell you, man, somebody slapped that Gibbs at his head. Ain't nobody touched that dude. Now here, okay. <laughs> I like Justin Fields. This is the preface to the statement I'm about to make. People like Justin Fields played great against Detroit. He played decent. Yeah, he played decent because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna prove to you that he played decent. If the shoe was on the other foot, if Andy Dalton would have played Sunday and gave you the same performance that Justin Fields gave you, you would be like, "Yeah, it was okay." That's true because you, you don't want Andy Dalton to look good. But because everybody's like, "Let's go, let's get this quarterback in here," he played great. Mm, no, he played okay. I mean, so, I mean, there, there's some, there's some statistics. I'm happy for it, but he played okay. There, there's some, yeah, there's some stats to prove that he had a pretty good game within the the the, the confines of a Bears quarterback. Because, like, I think he threw like the most deep balls a Bears quarterback has ever thrown in like years. I don't know. I think it's something like that. Because I, I saw stats saying, yeah, probably since Cutler, because Cutler, Cutler used to chuck. Yeah. That was like we throwing six a game, baby. Yeah, <laughs> just go and get it. A game, six a game. Yeah, so yeah, it was okay. I mean, I I enjoyed the the high moments. They were exciting when you saw him throw it down the field and the the precision of the passes, the accuracy. But overall, yeah, it was just an okay game. He only threw seventeen passes, which is actually not bad if you if you told him. Well, yeah, I don't think they had over 200 yards. It's not bad because, I mean, you see some quarterbacks throw for twice that many attempts and get like 300 yards. So maybe he was on on his way to a good game statistically if he would add more throws. But it was all about the run game. And I think that's how they need to play. They don't need to have him throwing 40 times if, you know, obviously if David Montgomery comes back and is doing well. But if Damian Williams can kind of pick up that load a little bit, He's capable. Come on, come on. Damien's so, got a little juice in him. This is going to be your test. Okay. Another reason, perhaps, Nagy is now going with Fields because he can't run otherwise. Mm. You may see a lot of Lamar Jackson action because Montgomery's out. And you need a running game to keep Justin Fields safe. Otherwise, he's going to have to jump. So, Damian Williams, yeah, he's he's good to go on Sunday, but he had with a thigh bruise. Yeah. And then so Herbert. Clayton yeah, Herbert, Herbert, right? Khalil Herbert. I said yeah. Clayton Herbert. That's the, that's the uh, black, white supremacist. Khalil <laughs> Herbert. Uh, Khalil Herbert and um, I think Justin Fields is starting because you need that 
potential to take off and run. Yep. Andy Dalton, you know Andy Dalton was running. Like you saw what Andy Dalton's body did when he kept running. His body was like, "What? What exactly are we doing here?" Yeah, oh, he's trying uh, to be. Oh, he let that ankle give. Um, he thought he was Randall Cunningham for a second. Because mm-hmm. I mean, nobody was open because Bears receivers can't get open besides Allen Robinson, and they double Allen Robinson. Um. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens against the Raiders, who are. I, I can imagine this week against the Raiders, there's going to be three or four times where I'm going to say to myself, "Raiders ain't the Lions." Um, <laughs> one of them will be likely, possibly, when Justin Fields is wearing Max Crosby as a backpack. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I I'm not I'm not completely down on the Bears. I think it, this is a game that they can win. I think any team that plays the Raiders is playing a winnable game. Uh, but yeah, it ain't the Lions. No, it's a step up. So I, I I'm looking forward to this challenge. And you're in Las Vegas, so you got everything against you. Let's see if the game plan and his 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 ability to continue to learn and get experience through reps works out because I, I I trust Justin is going to figure it out eventually and put it all together but it's just a matter of time somewhere Nick Foles is in, in Vegas taking in a nice uh, nice show <laughs> uh, Elvis review if you will <laughs> silly alright we've argued enough about the Bears and their potential eight and nine season where they make the playoffs and then validate everything they do. Yeah, now to the real argument. Oh, you got MLB. So, why, 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 why Major League Baseball is so stupid? You tell me, Chris, because this is your, your personal baby, and I'll, I'll let you rant and rave, because I'm probably going to agree with everything you say anyway. You have a divisional series. You have four divisional series, right? Mm-hmm. And generally, a situation where at most you have three games going in a day. At most. And I understand you want all of them seen. But one is a West Coast game. Right? Yeah. Maybe even two, but one for sure is a West Coast game. And and part of this beef comes from me because I, I know the White Sox are the forgotten franchise, maybe even in all sports. Chicago White Sox, Houston Astros, two top four market teams. Yeah. Top four market teams. They play their games at 3 p.m. and then 1 p.m. And the second game at 1 p.m. is on MLB Network and you can't even stream it. Unless you buy the MLB package. 
And I, I was going to complain. I thought it was, okay, maybe it's the East Coast bias because of Boston. You know, they thought it was going to be the Yankees. Boston already broke that up. But you're going to have either Boston or the Yankees. Everybody's going to watch that, right? So you had Boston against the Rays at night. I thought it was that. But then I looked at I looked at one of the schedules. And then Boston has a game on MLB Network at like three coming up. Really? And this is on like a Wednesday, a Thursday, a Friday. There's nothing else on TV. What are you afraid of competing against? NBA is in preseason. You got yeah, you had Thursday night football. You may not want to compete against Thursday night football, but why not? Why are you thinking small? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because in actuality, you did go against Thursday night football with Boston. But ultimately for me, and this is this might be sound biased as a White Sox fan, Chicago, Houston. Why is that why is there no primetime games in that series? There should be, yeah. Even even if it's for the people who don't like Houston and want to see them fail, they're not gonna fail, unfortunately they're gonna they're kicking the crap out of the Sox. But anyway. There's hope. I mean, till they lose, there's hope, bro. <laughs> okay. Ultimately, though, why are there? Why is there no primetime action here? And MLB continually fumbles the ball repeatedly, year after year, with how they broadcast games. I mean, you're going through all these changes to make the game more appealing, and you're not making the biggest change to make it appealing, and that's putting it in a time slot where people are going to pay attention. Why is it that I have to sneak away from work at 1 o'clock on a Thursday and go watch baseball? Yeah, exactly. Why is it I have to sneak away from work at 3 o'clock on a Friday and go and watch baseball, try to find it, and can't even find it? And isn't this a new format? Because I remember a lot of times baseball was even the wild wild uh, card series. On ESPN, and it would be at night. TBS. No, they they've done it. They've done it for a while, but it will be later in the day. But it's like exactly why why you've made the game faster. You made or shorter, right? You made games shorter. Yeah. Run yeah. them concurrently. The NFL is not afraid of games overlapping. Yeah. And even in playoff situations, they, they give the one hour space. And I and I know you have to account for baseball; it's unpredictable. You go into extra innings. Da 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 da. That's that's fine. That's understandable. But am Still. I going to watch a game that I've been invested in that's going into the tenth and eleventh inning, tied three to three? Or am I going to switch to the first two innings of of St. Louis in L.A.? when I can just finish watching this game and come into the St. Louis LA game and it's zero zero in the third. Like who's who's making these decisions at Major League Baseball to where the timing is bad and the options to watch are bad. I know you're trying to push MLB network, but fine. Push MLB network, but make it accessible. Let me be able to stream it. Or or, or well, catch it on, on my cable provider or something. 
Like if you go to MLB Network and try to stream, you got to pay or you got to put it through your internet provider and there's no Xfinity option. So there's no Xfinity option to the biggest cable provider in the Midwest. And it just it just baffles me. Even when the NBA does the NBA TV thing, NBA TV is on Xfinity. And there's an Xfinity option. And you can stream it through through NBA. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. And then you rarely it's rare that And in the NBA, when they do their playoffs, when they use NBA TV during the playoffs, it's like the round of 16. You know, it's, it's like when oh, we decided to put this 1-8 game on NBA TV until TNT is done. Like, it, it amazed me. Hire somebody from the NCAA. NCAA has managed to get every game watchable every year for a whole month. Watchable. Mm-hmm. In the tournament. Why is it so hard for baseball to navigate three games a day? Well, it's one, one thing that I will say that you mentioned is perhaps the, the, the fear or the scare of competition against other sports that are either just as popular or more popular when you mentioned like Thursday night. And my thing is, if you really, really want to shake things up, why don't why don't you go head to head with these other big sports industries and and see what happens? Baseball's been around forever. You know, do something that will shake it up, that'll make it more attractive, instead of going backwards and you know creating headaches when people are in the middle of work and wondering well, why is the game on? You know, I don't have time to watch it. Uh, I, it's funny you mention that because I was literally at at Calvin's house the other day and. Uh, he was watching it online. He was watching the Sox game two online, and I thought he was watching game one. I was like, "Oh, you watch? Why are you watching a rerun of of them losing yesterday?" He's like, "No, nah, bro, this is on now." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, what? They got two day games back to back, and then you're telling me that it started even earlier in game two? It's like, what? 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 Are, what is your accomplishment for me?" You, you, the, the, the problem starts at the top. Just like with the Bears, the problem starts at the top. You have people who aren't invested in baseball legitimately. You have a businessman who is the 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 the, the guy that runs baseball, who is the, the GM of the MLB or whatever you call him, the commissioner of the MLB. Manfred is not a baseball guy. He's just a businessman. But my thing he's is, he's a businessman. Do what's good for business. So if you're afraid... Yeah. If you're that scared of going against football, I get it. Football is king. Football is king. There's nothing you can do against football. It's it's the combination of speed and violence and skill. Football is king. Don't start the playoffs on Thursday. Yeah. Go a day later. Bump it one day. Like... You have everything at your disposal. Like you have football comes on Sunday, Monday, Thursday. That leaves you four days. Or call football and say, hey, come up with a handshake or something. Hey, the week we want to start the playoffs, maybe you cannot do Thursday night football. Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying they'll agree to it, but 
why not make the call? It's the baseball playoffs. Give it some pageantry, some some streamers, some lights, some bells, some whistles. Like the way they're doing, they're treating playoff games like it's just a regular game. Mm-hmm. And then you say, "Well, nobody's watching." You're not putting them in a position to be watched. I have to work. I have to work. Even if I get, <laughs> even if I get an hour break, that means what? I catch the first four innings. I'm trying to eat. I ain't trying to watch. Then, no- you know, and and then and then it's it's on top of that. Okay, yeah, the first game I was able to catch on Fox. The second game, I'm like, okay. I'm looking for the most skillful pirates on YouTube. I'm like, how can I? <laughs> oh, here's, here's a guy who decides to type lettering on his baseball game. Maybe I'll watch this for a couple of innings until YouTube kills it. Like, how about this? Because baseball, MLB has a deal with YouTube. Put the game on YouTube. There you go. YouTube TV. Yeah. If you've noticed, I don't know if you've noticed, every every week they put one game a week on YouTube, broadcast streaming, during the regular season. Yeah, so do that in the playoffs. Yeah. Your YouTube game of the week. Especially if you're going to put on two playoff baseball games mid-afternoon. It just doesn't, and, and again, like I said, it could it could just be that the Sox were tr- receive this treatment, but one, I don't believe they should do it to any team, but two, especially the Sox when they're playing Houston, the two yeah. two of the four or five biggest media markets in the country. I agree. And then you have one team that is like the the villain of baseball capitalize on that yep that's not smart another um, not smart entity is ESPN oh uh, yeah that I don't know what, what what they're doing Stephen A. Smith basically comes out and, and admits he wanted Max Kellerman off the first take and and no one knows why I mean and every time ESPN does something it's to the detriment of their ratings. They they fire the wrong people. They fire the right people and keep the wrong people. I don't. I, I don't, don't know think he liked. I don't think he liked when Tio called Max uh, more blacker than him. <laughs> I think that was the start of the year. <laughs> yeah. No, it started I, to get I, to a I, point I, where Max. It started to get to a point too where Max was starting to make a little more sense on some stuff. Yep. Than he was, and his like he was, you know, he would always say, "Just, just stick to boxing. That's that's your thing is boxing." And then Max started to make sense in basketball. It's like, yep. whoa! So basketball is your thing, uh, old Stevie boy. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith to me is the definition of a bit. Like he he he's he's gotten his fame off of being a bit. He's loud. 
He has to be loud. He has to be confrontational. I mean, that's part of being a, on a debate show, obviously, is going back and forth. Kind of like kind of like what we do, but at the same time, when you're making an obvious point that makes sense, and I'm seeing, like, if Chris is making a, a point that I can't argue with, that's a good point. You're making sense. You're right. Not, oh, I just don't agree just because I don't agree. No, it's like, come on, man. Exactly. Give the bit up. And, and that's why there's no argument. 85% of the time because I have a very high percentage of rightness. Oh, okay. <laughs> you see how you see people how he just threw that in there? That's alright, I'll let you have that. You You're talk very intellectual. You talk trash if you want to. I'll get you Kellerman. Uh, <laughs> you got to get your own wax show. <laughs> That's all right. I'll be on the podcast with Kia J. <laughs> like, like, is this a promotion or punishment? <laughs> God, like, Jay Williams, oh, what do you be talking about? Those two morons. Hey, I like Key, though. Low key, I, I, I do like Key, but Jay, Jay be just throwing stuff at, at the wall to see what sticks. He is an angry black man. That's why he's likable. <laughs> he reminds <laughs> He reminds you of that uncle that slaps you upside the back of the head. Why you do that, boy? And then he says something crazy and cockamamie while he um, tries to put a carburetor in place of your alternator on your car. Like, you know, this car doesn't take carburetors. We, we're past that. Shut up, boy. I know what I'm doing. And then your car don't work. Yeah. That's yep, Keyshawn yep, yep. Johnson. Hey, he played football. That, that's, that's the thing, man. Like, I... I understand that that and this goes into all the networks. I understand that former players can give you a level of insight into the game that the average Joe cannot. And in many instances they they do. But just because you used to throw or catch a pass or make a tackle or uh hit a jump shot or dunk a ball or make a base hit it doesn't necessarily make you smart about the game. Some guys were just so skilled that they didn't have to think the game through. So when they try to relate yeah. it to you in words, it doesn't sound good. Meanwhile, you have some people who watch the game so closely that they might have a little bit and understand a little bit of what they're talking about. So I don't necessarily, like I said, there is some, some insight you can give as a former player, but being a former player, and I've stated this before on the show, it doesn't necessarily, in my eyes, make you a better analyst. There are some guys who walk the street who can analyze a sport or a game better than some of these players? Yeah, like I, I don't. I agree. Like I and and then sometimes you know the network drives certain things, or you might have a certain agenda. I look at Fox Sports; they're they're big on certain agendas and pushing certain players and downing certain players. And oh yeah, I mean Shannon Sharp is very very for for lack of a better word, very sharp. Um, and, and the way he goes about talking about sports, especially football, right? But he yeah. has strong, he has strong leanings and strong biases, and they affect his reason. That, I absolutely agree, especially in the NBA. Yes, because if one more person goes on his podcast and and he asks them, hey, "Do you think that Jordan can score forty in today's NBA?" Like, dude, is that your is that your one icebreaker question? He's terrible, He's terrible on dates. 
She's out on a date with some with some attractive young lady. Yeah, you, you think Jordan can score forty in the NBA game? Yeah, don't don't forget he's wearing his uh don't forget he's wearing the goat mask uh while he's right, 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 right. And she's like, um, can I just order some shrimp scampi? Yeah. Like, she's not interested. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. So it's every skip. question. Said. Every question. Skip. Come on, skip. Come on, skip. <laughs> LeBron James is the greatest person ever. Ever lived, ever was, ever, he, ever he, will. Yeah, he opened his school, skip. He opened his school. <laughs> like, ain't nobody ever opened the school before. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That was hilarious. He opened his school, skip. <laughs> school, skip. There's a lot of stories about our promise that I'm not going to get into. Uh-oh. But, you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it because it, it's hearsay in my opinion. I'm not gonna put that out there. I'm not gonna, yeah. gonna promote um, um, some, uh, slander, some slander, libel, <laughs> heresy, if you will. <laughs> I got you, good man, good man. Not this week. So <laughs> let's get into the stayouts list. Oh, uh, yeah. NBA top 15 players. So do you want to tag team this or do you want to have your 15 and I'll do my 15? How do you want to do this? Uh, you know what? Because we're getting back into it, I would say let's 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 tag team and let's 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 do it. Let's do it together. You want one or two? I'll take two. I'll follow your lead, brother. Okay. We're gonna get mad then. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Number one is Kevin Durant. Yeah, that 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 was obvious. I agree with that. Is uh, it? To me, it is uh, absolutely. When healthy, if, if if health is not an issue with any of the players in the league, KD is still to me the most talented player as far as scoring and what how he affects and impacts the game. That's what yeah. I guess. Yeah. Who's number two? Uh, number two, I got Giannis. I got Atatakumpo. Uh, GA has already solidified himself as an MVP numerous times. He's a champion now. He knows what it takes to win. I think that he is not even at his peak as far as what he can do. Once he develops more of a shot and more range, he will be even more unstoppable. Uh, you, you can't teach what he already has. You can't teach his length. And uh, yeah, just got to get better with the shooting and the free throws. If he's doing what he did in the finals, as far as that jump shot to where from 17 feet in, he can make anything. When he started making that 17 footer in the finals, Phoenix yeah. was like, oh God, I think we're dead. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> right, because they were like, "We'll just put Aiden on him. He can't dribble past Aiden." And every so often he right. would do it, but he was like, nah. "He's like, but you know what? Let me let me try to let me try to jump shot real quick." Oh, it went in. Let me try it again. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> which do look at here? Look at here. Look at here. Uh, so number three, yeah. I had him at number two, but. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Like, do you realize what he was playing with last year? Yeah, absolutely. He's playing with a bunch of used car parts. Like, he came he came to a local gym. I was like, I need <laughs> you, 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 and Draymond back at the gym practicing jump shots. He missing, but we can't do nothing with him. Y'all come up to the gym. We're going to play NBA season together. And he had him this close to the playoffs until Memphis was like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put four guys on Curry and dare everybody else to shoot the three. And instead right. of dribbling to the basket, they're going to shoot the three. And then Jordan Poole, bless his heart, he's got a little talent. And, and all the other guys are just like, oh, let me shoot. And Andrew Wiggins, oh, such a waste of talent. Uh, it's all about work ethic, man. Now he's getting placebo um, COVID shots. Um, but, uh-huh. oh, man. <laughs> Anyway, Steph Curry's three. Who you got at four? <laughs> okay, so at four, I actually would have. I'm, I'm the same as you. I would have taken this person at three. Uh, Luka Doncic is uh, my number four. Uh, clearly, on the younger side of of of, of his his uh, arc, so he still got a lot of room to grow as well. He can do it all, and I need I say no more. He can do almost all of it. Still so yeah, far defensively. Which is why yeah, I had if, this if guy was in one front he front of him. Yeah, so our number five I have in front of Luca, but just by one spot. So he'll be he'll be the number five for Steos, even though he's not my personal number five, he's my four. That's Kawhi. Hmm. Okay. Kawhi Leonard. Um the android, the the claw, he just goes out there and he he gets the job done on both ends of the court. And the highest playoff winning percentage there is. Yeah. And he you know he just has to overcome. Kawhi has yet to really overcome bad coaching. He's thrived in good coaching. Mm-hmm. But it's not because of him; it's just because the guys around him. Coaching really affects like the the second and third tier guys. So when he gets mm-hmm. solid coaching, let's see what he'll do. Um, he's got Teron Lou now, which is not, in my opinion, good coaching. But let's see what he does. Right? The Clippers are the Clippers are still going to be in the conversation. So that's you know five. what? Now, now again, with with that asterisk though, this is if he was healthy, because uh, you know he's not he's not in. What? So maybe this is because I had no idea, but maybe this is new news to you. But uh, he has an ACL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Oh, okay. Huh. So he won't be starting yeah. in the season, but yeah, he'll, he'll be, be, be before the season's out. Yeah, yeah. And Kawhi doesn't do anything that demands is overly demanding on the ACL. That's true. Pretty steady, easy going to get it type of guy, you know. 
ACL ain't ACL wasn't that bad. He's doing Drake videos. Oh my god! <laughs> you Kawhi's and these hands. Kawhi's too sexy for the for his ACL. <laughs> Way too sexy. <laughs> god. Oh my god. <laughs> This is the goofiest video. Uh, no, all things considered, I, I agree with you. Kawhi would be up there still. Got you. Uh, see, who am I? Who am I getting next? We're six. Number six. Uh, Go ahead and do it. Yeah. Uh, to me, this guy just is a one-trick pony, but he's very good at this one trick. So, James Harden. Ooh. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, yeah, you, you'll take the next person. I know who you're talking about. I don't know why See, I and I think about and it. We're, we're, we're close, we're juxtaposing, right? So my six yeah. is going to be seven, that's LeBron. Oh, that wasn't my seven. Wow. Okay, we, we, we're not thinking the same thing. Wow, okay. So our eight is probably the same. <laughs> it has to be. <laughs> Not necessarily. Okay. But I know you uh, and how you play on the court, so I'm guessing this is who your eight is. Go ahead. No. It, I'm just going... I'm strictly going off of who I think will be really good. Uh, okay. I'm going with Jokic. Ooh. I'm going with Nikola. Now, 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 now I'm trying to figure out who who in the world would I be on the court, uh, in your opinion. Oh, um, no, you're not this guy on the court. You're, you're not oh, him on the court. I just... Jeez, thank you yourself. Hello, hey yourself there, fella. Jeez, um, you could have boosted me up a little bit. We're, we're, in the same, we're in the same perimeter here. Like, because I, I have Jokic 9. Instead of eight. And eight, I have Dame Lillard. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey, man, I could be Damian Lillard any day, all right? Watch your mouth. Beat him at what? Rapping. <laughs> no, you can't do that either. <laughs> no, he's, he's a got a basketball bars. player. He's, he's, he's a better rapper. Um, he probably plays checkers better. He's even, yourself, right? he's even more light. I draw the line. I draw. I draw the line at at, at rapping. Okay. Dame Lillard is Checker. even more light skinned than you. Like he he don't act light skinned. You know now you just be a disrespectful. Who's Theos brother? Are you okay? Is Damian Lillard your podcast brother? Like what, what are we doing? No, is this Damian? We will welcome you at any point on the show. Uh, <laughs> we sure just, will. Just tell us two weeks in advance so we can get promo time. Because I will gladly oh, step we, to the side and have you, oh, you sit, sit to the side. We're going, we're going straight to YouTube with Dame Lillard, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, if, if you don't want to be, I put a cardboard cut out of Jordan and Dame Lillard <laughs> in that third, in that third square. And Dame be like, "What do you think, Jordan?" I was like, "Let's not concern ourselves with Jordan." <laughs> He's a mute. <laughs> Right, he's, he's just he's dealing he's, with some things. He's so right in now. awe of your presence, he has nothing to say. Now, Jordan is the Kawhi Leonard of this podcast. He's just <laughs> very quiet, but he's very steady. 
That's hilarious. All right, where are we at? We're at 10. And I think we're going to finally 10. start to align here. Okay. Uh, who is it? Is it? It's me, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is me. I got the odd numbers. Uh, even number. Uh, oh, boy. I am going to go with Anthony Davis. You're always one off. Okay. <laughs> so I have I I have AD you at eleven. You better not put who? I have AD at eleven. Okay. You oh and we can okay. we can both talk about our guys. I got Joel Embiid at ten. Okay, all right. Yeah. It's crazy that Joel Embiid is ten. <laughs> I mean yeah he was a legit legitimately the best player in the league last year yeah oh yeah he was an unstoppable force it was just a matter of what team he was on versus Jokic Jokic was doing the same stuff he was doing yeah I mean and, and, yes Jokic is, is a more all around player he's 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 Magic Johnson, honestly. Um, not as fast, but there you go. There you go. You're getting the hang of this. Now it's starting to get tough, right? It's starting to get tough. Yeah, it really is. Although I think I know who the next person is. Yes, it's on you. You got 12. Uh, I don't want this to be the next person, but... It probably is. Is uh <sighs> oh my god, this is harder than I thought. Because I'm 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 scrolling through my mind through three people. So I'll just I, I won't say the three people because I'll just keep it at one, uh as far as what I say. So I'm going to go with Donovan Mitchell. Ooh. That, 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 and, and that might be still a little too high. Yeah, I think you know, it is. I think it is. Okay. All right. Who would you put there? So uh, let's do 13. Let's go with uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, see, that's that, that, that I knew that was what. Here, here's my thing. Okay, no, I, I keep, I'll save it for later. I'll save it after we're done with the list. Uh, if you want to go for it, go for it. No, it, it's appropriate that we save it because we only got two okay. more. It's appropriate that because because I, I, I want to argue those two shooting guards. I want to argue okay. those two uh, with another one. So 14, uh, I'm going to go with I'll go with Ben Simmons. Really? <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest, yeah, without all the drama, yeah. Really? Yeah. Unless I'm forgetting somebody. I mean, you you remind me. You are. You tell me. You are. Who in the world am I? Oh. 15. Oh, the third person. Oh, yeah. Trigger. The guy that doesn't trigger. Oh. 
Come on. Dude. I think I subconsciously put him Ray out of my hand because I can't stand the way he plays. Plays. What do you mean can't stand the way he plays? And he's gonna get he's gonna get exposed this year because of the new rule too. He's not. He's we, not. Yes, he is. The, if the Steph that you can't, can't jump, get that call, that you can't jump back into anybody. Mm-hmm. How many points do you think that's gonna take off his game? Twenty. <laughs> he's gonna average nine points and nine assists. <laughs> No, I'm joking. It, 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 he'll take probably shave off a couple points, but uh, I just don't like the way he plays. He, he's he's so talented, though. You're right. Trey Young is up there. He's talented as, as all get out. I just I can't stand the way he plays because he so, doesn't have to play like that. But it works to his advantage. Reggie Miller did the same thing. And I hated Reggie Miller when he pushed off Mike and threw up that three, acting like he was True. hurt. Then he sprint in a circle like a a, a a ballerina. True, but that I mean, it was the rivalry that made us hate Reggie. When you watch Reggie, Reggie was good. That's true because I I definitely loved what he did against the Knicks. Yeah, Reggie was good. So yeah, the Stayos yeah. list top fifteen players in the NBA. Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Stephen Curry, Luka Doncic, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, LeBron James, Nikola Jokic, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, Joel Embiid, Donovan Mitchell, Devin Booker, Ben Simmons, Trey Young. You may or may not agree with the stayouts list, and that is well within your right. You might say, well, what about, what about, that's fine. Get your own podcast. Make your own list. <laughs> and get you guys excitable as Jordan so he can put Ben Simmons in your top 15. <laughs> hey, man. I mean, he's, he's talented. You can't deny that. You and the Philadelphia Sorry. 76ers can believe that all you want. He's a top 15 player. <laughs> Which 15 do you think? <laughs> so 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 let me let me let me kind of fight back against even what I put. I put these names here because I believe this is what the masses also think. So I kind of okay. went in not just with my own opinion about what who I wanted to be on the list. You but I would, I would Yeah. But I would actually substitute Donovan Mitchell and or Devin Booker and put Zach Levine in there. Well, we'll uh, some and, because in my opinion, Zach Levine is more talented than both of them and has the potential. Uh, well, number one, he's more athletic. He can do more on the court. As far as pure scoring, he's better than both of them. Donovan Mitchell made himself really good. But as far as a prospect goes, Zach Levine is way more talented than Donovan Mitchell. Donovan no, Mitchell Zach is talented. Zach like nine years older than Donovan Mitchell. No, he's not. <laughs> Zach Levine is 26 or 27. Donovan Mitchell's That's 22. Is he? Yes. I'm 23, something like that. Hey, man, look here. Age, age be danged. Uh, look, Zach Levine, he... Uh, is making a name for himself. Okay, Give me, let me let me get my little Chicago pride on a little bit. Zach I love Levine that. I really do. More talented, really, 
in, in, in a sense of, of putting the ball in the basket, he looks like he makes it look easier than those two, especially Devin Booker. I take Donovan over Devin, but Devin Booker to me yeah. is not as good as Zach either. Zach is Zach can shoot just as good as Devin, and he's proving that now, and he can attack better than Devin. Can I make a change? Let me yeah. ask my podcast. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna make a commissioner's adjustment. Uh oh, here we go. Okay. For all of his playoff wizardry that we saw this past year, Devin Booker was killing it until Drew Holiday came around. I, I will take out Devin Booker. Okay. Because that was my guy. I'm not going to touch your guys. Pause. I will take out Devin Booker. <laughs> okay. And give me Jason Tatum. I agree with that too. I take that too. Would you put? Would you well now? As far as sequence, would you keep Jason Tatum at thirteen, or would you put Trey Young in front of him? Oh, Jason Tatum can stay at thirteen. Jason Tatum's better than Trey Young. Okay. All right. Because All right. if if you put a person, if you put a, a Jason Tatum in front of a person, he will try to and have a fifty-fifty shot at succeeding at stopping that person from scoring. Trey Young, if you put yeah. him in front of somebody, will probably <laughs> score. It'll be that cardboard cutout of me, like you oh. were talking about. Like Trey Young, he he will. He come out in that court and give you 35, but he will give up 20 to Kobe White. Like, now, Kobe White now with the bad shoulder. Hey, put, put some respect on Kobe's name, all right? With the bad shoulder? Yeah. Kobe White with the bad shoulder can score 20 on Trey Young. <laughs> in the sling. <laughs> Just left hand scooping all day. In and out dribbles with one hand. And left hand scoop. Yeah. Like just praying for praying for uh Clint Capella to block the shot. <laughs> so yeah. So new list. Durant, Antetokounmpo, Curry, Doncic, Leonard, Harden, James, Jokic, Lillard, Davis, Embiid, Mitchell, Tatum, Simmons, Trigger Trey Young. Stay out fifteen. Yes, sir. Stay out list. That's 15 for year 75 of the league. Year 75. And and we've come a long way from slow, fat white guys and peach bastards. You doggone right. If James Naismith were alive today to see where the game has gone, he would say, I did not intend for them to play this game. And then he would say... <laughs> What, I'm sorry, what does NBA stand for again? <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh boy. Like. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, James will be rolling in his grave. <laughs> Clearly, NBA stands for nothing but athletes. What happened? This wasn't the plan. This was not the plan. Where's my peach basket? 
<laughs> You're supposed to be picking the peaches, not dunking them. So. <laughs> God, this is horrible. <laughs> what? Why don't I just make James Naismith sound like a a county fair snake oil salesman? Yeah, I was gonna say, come and get your peaches. Come and get, get your peaches. peaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, with the little top hat, straw hat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Who knew that the game James A. Naismith design would be ruled by blacks and Nazis? <laughs> Not him. Nothing, nothing American about this game anymore. <laughs> wow. Truth hurts. The truth hurts. <laughs> yeah, man. So... NBA should be very exciting this year. Absolutely, very, very, very exciting. I, I'm, and the Bulls got me, got me pumped up, man. The Bulls got me pumped. Yeah. Up. One, one omission yeah. that uh, you did may have noticed from our list is Kyrie Irving. Um, very talented. <laughs> also, very a lot of things going on. A lot of things going on with Kyrie. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we take we take no particular stance on vaccinations. You do you. That's your business. My philosophy is a person can do whatever they want. Just deal with the circumstances and the consequences of what goes with what you do. If you don't want to get vaccinated, yeah. fine. Just stay in the crib. Don't come yeah, breathing you, on you. me, sweating <laughs> on me, all up in the videos, dancing. No, don't do that when you ain't even vaccinated. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to say to you. What I'm yeah, saying. Ky- Kyrie is at a, is at the top of another list we can make one day. Kyrie's at the top of a lot of lists. But hey, Kyrie, yeah. he he sees what we don't see, son. He sees yeah. what we don't see. That's why he wanted to go to Brooklyn. He had four or five eyes, apparently. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- except. He wanted to go to Brooklyn to get that knowledge, but he can't go outside in Brooklyn no more because mm-hmm. fate was like, don't, don't come out here. We don't want to see you at the game. Okay, oh, Gary. All right. Next up on the Stay Out podcast and coming episodes, I don't know. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. This has been another exciting episode. Glad Absolutely. Jordan and I could get together. You know, uh, again, we both sure. look like we woke up from naps. Uh, yeah. and neither one of us has been asleep. It's just, it's just the way we look right now. But we'll try to be more presentable for you because I believe if you dress well, Jordan, you broadcast well. You know, do you buy into that? So what you're saying is we actually could have did better than what we did today. We could have done better than what we did today. I mean, um, that's going to be pretty good, but okay. I think the next episode, I might go full tuxedo. Oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll try to match you on that. Because that's classy. I'll, I'll finally get a haircut. Shout out to Flex, my barber. Your barber's name is Flex? That's right. His nickname is Flex. Is it Flex the actor? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> from what is that? From uh one on one or what what is that show? Yeah, with? from one on one. What a what dog. From from uh <laughs> He was in other stuff. I forget what else he was in. Oh, he played yeah, Michael Jackson. Remember he played Michael Jackson? Oh my god, I did not remember that. Oh, Are you, you gotta Google serious? that. You have to Google. Like Flex was like, he really wanted to play Michael Jackson. It's like one of his life's dreams. And they did, you know how Lifetime does these bogus biopics. He did like a Lifetime biopic of Mike. Oh um, boy. And it was so hilarious because Flex is like 6'4". Yeah. And Michael Jackson was like 5'8". <laughs> Yeah, must really he, kept, be, uh, he kept doing the little voice. He was doing the little see, voice. Yes, you have to. Not, I'm, I'm gonna challenge. Not only Google it, YouTube it. Flex is Michael Jackson. And all you stay out listeners out there, I challenge you as well. YouTube Flex is Michael Jackson, and try to keep a straight face. This is akin to the <laughs> McDonald's chicken nugget challenge, right? Where I challenge so people to, to get remember I challenge people to go through a twenty piece without sauce or a drink. Just, oh, that's right. Just straight nugget, just pure nugget down the gullet. Twenty pieces dry. Now we're not responsible for deaths or sus- suffocations or suffocations for that matter. Um, twenty pieces dry, no sauce. No drink. You know what? I mean, I we're not really segueing. No help. We're not. <laughs> we're not really segueing into a food discussion. But since you brought up nuggets specifically, I just want to say I was highly, highly furious at a, a dear sister of ours. I'm not obviously won't mention the name, but uh, we we was at a function at a house and uh, waiting on real food to be made. And uh, she decided, you know what, I'm hungry. So say she went in her family's kitchen, opened the fridge, and grabbed used chicken nuggets from McDonald's and started chowing down like it was gourmet food. And I'm like, did you really just eat a cold chicken nugget from McDonald's? Not from the same day, from prior. Used? We said I used nuggets. What do you mean? Like- I've never seen nobody eat a cold expired chicken nugget from McDonald's because you know them things expire as soon as they get off the get off the press they get off the uh, the grill whatever they use so you you have you a certain amount of you have a certain amount of time to eat McDonald's food yes no no you don't you, you got to eat it right when you get the bag well you have you have a certain amount of time to elapse different foods have different expiration times like nuggets go a little longer than the fries once a McDonald's fry has gone cold there is no reviving it I don't care what kind of air fryer you have. I don't care what anybody tells you. McDonald's fries, when they go cold, are... They're, cigarettes. They're, they're cigarettes, uh, pieces of chalk, um, pieces of caulk, all of that. Whatever you want to call it, besides food. That's, that's what it is. Now, nuggets. Nuggets can be reheated. In fact, they might even be warm reheated because for some reason, reheating the McDonald's nugget... It takes that little moisture pocket inside the nugget and it pushes it outward. So the nugget actually gets a little moister. Um, but it just it's, it's, it just won't be hot and it'll be kind of like pasty. So you're best, yeah, eating it, you're best eating it right off the press. 
but you need yeah, sauce. Yeah. Now, okay. now she ate a cold, nearly frozen cold McDonald's nugget. Cold nugget out the fridge. It wasn't frozen, but it was cold. Cold nugget from days before. Now, this this person that you're referring to, have they ever been to prison? <laughs> I would hope she hasn't. No, she, she seems like a very outstanding sister, young sister. She's probably half of our age. She's might might be twenty one now. Yeah, so so she she definitely isn't uh hasn't engaged in any any, any time foolery. I don't know though. You you eat McDonald's nuggets cold? Like that's that's a that's a level of gangster that I can't relate to. Like that's well, maybe she uh, I don't know cuz that I I I'm, I would never be that hungry. I would never be that desperate. Ooh. Are you not strong her neck is? You remember Bang Rains and Rosewood? Oh, man, like, when he when he neck his way out of that noose. <laughs> that man that was the first they showed that in school to us and I got a kick out of that scene he necked his way out of that news that man grew two other windpipes and, and broke free that's but that that is the only person I know that can eat the ice cold McDonald's nugget <laughs> Bing Rams. Bing Rams. I think I think that goes against his Arby, Arby's uh, commercial contract. But only in that role. So this is pre Arby's. Like now, I mean, <laughs> Arby's Arby's does more to the bottom than to the bottom end to the top end. Um, <laughs> like you can you can muscle down an Arby's sandwich. You'd be like, why did I do it? As you on the commode all night, but. <laughs> Oh, we we we've straight, we straight. So, thank you for coming to another episode <laughs> of the Stay Eyes Podcast. It was like a comedy section. It's it's been a joy having you all around. Until next time, I'm Chris. I've been with Jordan. Well, I haven't been with Jordan. <laughs> all right, y'all. <laughs> oh, pause. Um. I'm Chris. Jordan is doing the show with me. Uh, They get it. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Later.